Welcome to the ADHD Power Podcast. ADHD Power helps working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD maximize the positives and minimize the negatives of ADHD so that together we can use our superpower to make the world a better place. I'm Nicola and I have ADHD. I'm an ADHD productivity coach, master student and podcaster. So welcome to the 56th episode of the ADHD Power Podcast. And today we will speak about three things I do to manage my ADHD that are not medication. I simply want uh, what's really important for me to share sometimes also on this podcast, some high performance habits. Yeah, simply things we can do to live better with ADHD. And today I want to share three things I do personally as an ADHD user to simply live a good life with ADHD. So let's get started, guys. So the first thing what I personally do is I take cold showers. Yeah, I take a cold shower every morning because it increases my dopamine concentrations, my dopamine level by up to 250%. And cold showers are a really, really powerful thing if you have ADHD. Why? Because you can remember or understand or interpret um, ADHD as actually a dopamine deficit disorder. That simply means we don't have enough of dopamine and therefore we need to find some certain things we can do to increase our dopamine level and cold showers is a really really powerful thing and also the science shows that that cold showers can be really really beneficial to increase dopamine to increase other chemicals in our brain we don't have enough if we have adhd and that's a great thing and um, i'm personally doing that since many many years and it definitely helped me and what i'm simply doing is always i've in the morning i follow my morning routine and i always take a cold shower and the interesting thing is when you take a cold shower is the increase of dopamine and other chemicals is not lasting for only like only in the moment. It helps you really to stay focused, be motivated for more hours. Yeah, because the level of dopamine stays up for two, three, four hours. Yeah, so it's not like a short term effect. It's actually a long term effect. Yeah, what is quite cool, especially if you take in the morning a cold shower and then start to work. So there you're more motivated. You may be less procrastinate then and you are more focused. So cold shower, really, really a powerful thing. I do personally in my life as an ADHD year and um, maybe a quick thing here. If you consider to start taking cold showers and you have never done that before, be careful because it can be like a little bit of shock for you if you have never done that before, if you immediately take a cold shower. But maybe an idea for you, always, of course, speak with your doctor if that's a good idea. Um, what I'm simply saying is um, what you can do is maybe you take first a warm shower and in the end, if you, have done, if you never have done that before, you um, switch a little bit to cold and you start with your feet, yeah, you work up your body, work up the body to your arms, etc. and then the whole body. That's the first thing what you can do. And after one time, you maybe can start to switch a few times. You take warm, then cold, then warm and cold in one uh, shower session. And one time, maybe... Uh, after one month, for example, you if you are an expert or you think you will be an expert, you can start to take immediately cold showers. That's also an idea. And that's what I'm personally doing. I simply turn on the cold water. And um, interestingly, um, it, it really... It feels actually really weird if I don't do that because I really feel great. It's like a healthy addiction to cold showers because I love it so much because I feel so much better. And interestingly, 
it also helps me sometimes like throughout the day when I don't feel good, simply I take a cold shower. Also because um, it helps you to feel more happy, interestingly. Yeah, with the endorphins in your brain, helps you also with that. There is also some evidence, I guess, suggesting that it helps you to feel more happy at the same time. So in case you have maybe struggling with, with um, depression, for example, maybe that's an idea to consider. In my case, it definitely helped me a lot. So that's the first thing what I do to manage my ADHD is cold showers. Really powerful thing. Second, what I do is deep work. And as you know, on this podcast, I speak a lot about deep work, but it is such a powerful thing we can do to simply um, increase our concentration level, to move towards our goal, especially in a world full of distractions. And Professor Cole Newport, who actually came up or uh, wrote a whole book about deep work, he has emphasized that deep work is really a necessi- necessity in a world full of distractions. And I probably, probably you know it, so many distractions are fighting for our attention, like our phone, emails, notifications, WhatsApp, so many different things. And therefore, it can be quite hard to focus and do the thing at hand, yeah? Because we have fear notification here in email. And deep work simply allows you to just focus and do one thing at a time. Yeah, less multitasking, more monotasking. Because that enables you to do the really deep thought uh, process. You can go through those thoughts. You can uh, execute those thoughts what are normally not possible if you do multitasking because interestingly deep work is really powerful after 20-30 minutes because then you have really those deep thoughts to to think certain things true and that's um, really deep work is really helping with that and if we speak about deep work we need also to understand the concept of shallow work which is what I also covered in the last episode what simply means deep work is uh, cognitive demanding tasks, shallow work is things we can, doesn't require so much energy, so much focus, so much uh, cognitive effort, like for example, emails, WhatsApp notifications. And this differentiation is really powerful, especially if you use it in a, a time block schedule that we have some deep work sessions and some shallow work sessions. That was That is what I'm personally doing throughout the day because, of course, I have multiple things to do and therefore it's really important to plan out my days in a productive manner, um, in a structured way. And that helps me simply to... Uh, to um, um, to work best with my time yeah with my limited time to get the most out of the time that's what I wanted to say here and I remember also one one thing what Cole Newport once wrote I guess it it was in a blog article something like I hope it I, I say it correctly something like people ask him all the time like why he obsesses so much with a so structured planning weekly planning etc and the thing is it produces a massive amount of productivity yeah it leads to a massive amount of productivity because if you compare for example a 60 70 or 80 hour work week without a plan without a structure if you compare it with a 40 hour work week with a plan with a structure we can assume that it will lead to the same output but in the one case we work 70 hours for example in the other case only 40 hours so therefore a really good Time block schedule can be really powerful or simply a plan is really, really helpful. And in the plan then to differentiate between deep work and shallow work is even more powerful. 
And the cool thing is, I personally, I have ADHD and deep work allows me nowadays really to work for up to five hours laser focused. And you might ask now, hey, how is that possible with ADHD? It is possible. And many other ADHD has proved it as well. The point is really, um, concentration is a muscle that needs to be trained consistently. Because if you do all the time multitasking, like I'll give you an example, you work on a, let's say you are an entrepreneur, you have a um, um, uh, an important, you need, for example, to pre- 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 prepare a presentation for a client. Yeah, that requires a lot of deep thinking um, uh, if it's personalized for your client, for example. So you need to sit one to three hours. Yeah. And so you, and now if you use all the time your phone, you're way less productive. And at the same time, you're screwing your concentration muscle or in, ter- in general, your concentration. But if you start to do one thing at a time, you will get better at it. And it requires a little bit of training and it is a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning, but don't give up, really. Work on it consistently, start small, and you will get better at it. And to start small, you can, for example, use a Pomodoro technique. So you work 25 minutes, focus, then five minute break, and you repeat it four times. And after the fourth time, you do a longer break, for example, 30 minutes. And like that, you will get better at it. And after one time, you can say 25 minutes, oh, I'm now getting better. I can manage 40 minutes. And you do 40 minutes, yeah? And you see, oh, that works also well. And after maybe one month, you go even more up. And that's exactly what I personally did, yeah? I started small um, um, with, with, with my sessions and I, I expanded the time. For, nowadays, I can really, really, over an extended period of time, stay laser-focused. But that was not something what happened from today to tomorrow. I work consistently on it because I knew it will help me. It's helping me, yeah? All right. Second thing what I do was deep work, or what I'm doing is deep work. The third thing is exercise. Real quick, guys, you guys maybe know that we don't run any ads to grow this podcast. So the only ask that I have for you guys is that you help me spread the word to help more working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD overcome procrastination, be more productive, have their life in order and use their superpower to make the world a better place. And the only way we do that is if you could rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is just leave a review that takes you 10 seconds or one click with your thumb. That would mean a lot to me and more importantly, it may change someone else's world. ADHD expert Dr. Rady says that exercise acts as a natural uh, stimulant for the brain. Yeah. And many, many other uh, ADHD experts as, for example, Dr. Hallowell, etc., also mentioned the same exercise, working out, sport, whatever, how you want to call it. Simply moving is really, really powerful if you have ADHD. Why? We spoke before about cold showers. Also, exercise is helping with dopamine. Yeah, increased dopamine, norepinephrine, those chemicals we don't have enough if we have ADHD. Remember, ADHD is actually a dopamine deficit disorder. So exercise, really, really powerful. Not only I am saying that, ADHD experts are saying that, and I see it with my clients, it helps tremendously. So consider maybe if you're not working out, maybe that's something to do. And what I'm personally doing is I work out five times a week, yeah, which helps me really to stay focused, stay concentrated, to be more balanced, to have more energy throughout the day, to be more um, motivated also, and to stay mentally strong in challenging situations. Working out a really, really powerful thing. I see it also with my clients. It can help with procrastination, that you procrastinate less. 
yeah, because you have higher levels of dopamine. And that's quite interesting. For example, if you um, work out, if you do a quick workout in the morning, it doesn't need to be one hour, it can be like 20 minutes. Oftentimes, sometimes you can be tired, that can also be the case. You need to see a little bit how your body works. But oftentimes what I see is, uh, with my clients, they are way more motivated and they procrastinate less and they are more focused afterwards. Yeah, maybe you notice when you worked out and afterwards you sit to work, you are really feeling good. You can get the work done what you normally, you cr- it needs four hours, you do it in one hour, for example. So maybe working out can definitely help in your case. And I, I would say at this point, you know probably pretty well that Working out, exercise is quite a cool thing, yeah. It's quite a good thing for our health to stay good, to stay healthy, to live long, maybe. Who knows? We will see. I hope so, of course. <laughs> um, um, no, the, the point what I'm saying is here, we know pretty well that working out is probably a good thing. Now, the better question is how we can actually implement it. How can we stick to it? Because ADHD is not a lack of knowledge. We have enough knowledge. We are struggling with implementation. And I give you four steps now how you can implement or establish this habit of exercising consistently. Give you four steps. That is based on the book Atomic Habits from James Clear. Really powerful. First step is make the habit of working out, of exercising, obvious. What means obvious? You can prepare your training clothes, yeah, your pants, your t-shirt, and the training shoes the night before and you place it somewhere where you can see it the next morning or when you will work out and then or for example your bag you can prepare so that's the first thing because that reminds us then it's like a remember uh, to our brain it remembers reminds us um, that we should actually work out so make it obvious and you can apply that also of course to other habits the second thing is make it attractive what means attractive You can work with rewards, for example. Let's say you work out um, in 5 p.m. in the evening and then after you worked out, you will uh, go out for dinner. You will eat out for dinner with a friend somewhere. You will eat and that is your reward. And the cool thing is, if you know that already before, it already uh, increases dopamine and therefore... Uh, it increases the likelihood that you actually do the habit, that you stick to the habit. Because you know, hey, if I have worked out, then I can really, I can enjoy with my friend, I can eat something nice in a nice restaurant, whatever. So work with rewards, but it can also be different things, yeah? Like watching your favorite Netflix serial or reading your favorite book or go for a walk with your partner, whatever it might be, and make the habit attractive. Then the third thing what you can do to establish the habit is make it easy. And this is a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, What we are simply doing here, we reduce the habit in its uh, easiest possible form we can um, like, like uh, stick to it. What I mean by that? Many of us, we are pretty ambitious. We say, I want to work out now five uh, times a week for two hours. Okay. That's quite ambitious, quite difficult, actually. But maybe we should start small. Let's start with twice a week for 10 minutes. So what we are doing is we make the habit as easy as possible yeah, to stick to it. And you can ask yourself like, okay, what what is the easiest possible thing I can stick to it? Yeah, 
Maybe 10 minutes twice a week? Yeah, that's a good amount. I guess I can do that. Cool, let's get started here. And then if you say like you see after one month, you stick to it, you have done, you worked out twice a week, you say, okay, now I could say I will do 20 minutes. I guess I can do that now. And like that, you gradually increase the amount of working out. But the cool thing, it's much more sustainable than otherwise you would start 100% for like two, three weeks. And then you will again stop with the habit because that's happening with many ADHDers uh, of us. Many of us ADHDers, they start with a habit. They're really, really excited. And then after three or four weeks, all of a sudden they stop the habit. Yeah. And the cool thing is, if we really start a little bit smaller, it's much more sustainable. I know some of you guys, I know that we can really change fast. Personally, it was with me, it was like that. I didn't follow, for example, with working out this approach because working out is really crucial for me. I started immediately again five times a week in 2019. That worked for me, but for other things, for example, I also use this approach to stay consistent. For example, with my podcasts, this podcast or my former podcast, Catch the Zenith. Sometimes I was so ambitious, I need to record all the time one hour episodes. But what I realized then, hey, that is really a big burden on my shoulders. So I will reduce it to the easiest possible form. So instead of 30 or 60 minutes recording, I will do 10 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. But I stay, I stay consistent. I make progress. And that's exactly what counts. You show up. That's the point what I'm making. If you show up, that's the point to stay consistent. That that reinforces also the identity. Um, for example, if you want to be or if you want to be a healthy person, that's your new identity. All the time you are doing something towards that, you are reinforcing your identity. And this is really, really powerful. So, and making the habit easy is really helpful here. So reduce working out exercise to its easiest form and ask yourself the question, okay, what is a good amount that I can stick to it over an extended period of time? And the last thing now, we covered now, uh, make the habit obvious, make it attractive, make it easy. And the last thing is make it satisfying. So what simply means satisfying? Probably you know this feeling when you have, when you can cross off a task from your to-do list. This is a pretty good feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, I have done that. I know that I love that, you know, if you can <laughs> cross off something from your to-do list, it's a good feeling, you know, and you can exactly do that with other things. And what you can do, for example, if we take now the exercise example, print out a, um, like a planner. And for each day you stick to your habit, you have done the habit, you make a cross, a red cross, for example. And the cool thing, first of all, it's really, really satisfying and increases your dopamine level if you can make this cross. Yeah. And secondly, if you have stick to your habit for two, three weeks, you see your success streak or chain, your success chain. You see already, oh, two weeks, I have stick to it. That's an achievement. And that gives you even more motivation to stick to it in the future. So use, for example, this method to make the habit satisfying by using a planner. Yeah, like, like a simply 30-day planner you find in the inter internet, print it out and make... And Put it somewhere where you can see it. And I, I would recommend put it somewhere where also your family members, your partner, your friends, whoever um, sees it. Because 
if somebody if somebody else can have a look at your plan that adds a little bit of social accountability social pressure in a healthy manner and that can also be a cool thing it's only an idea maybe it works maybe not give it a try if you think you think so so those were the four steps to establish a new habit we just applied it to the habit of exercise so make it obvious make it attractive make it easy and make it satisfying yeah Always regarding satisfying when you worked out, make a cross. (laughs) All right, guys, that was simply it. We covered now three things. I shared with you uh, three things to manage my ADHD, and that is cold showers, deep work, and exercise. Of course, I could share with you many more things, but we will. I think that's really uh, a good way to start. Uh, They are really, really helpful for many ADHDers, and maybe it will help you as well. And Maybe at the end of this episode, whatever you do to manage your ADHD better, yeah? Start small. I guess this is a really start small because this helps you to build up momentum, yeah, for even more um, wins you can celebrate. And also, that's the key, the buzzword, celebrate your wins on your path to success because I chose you. Hey, I'm on the good, I'm going in the right direction. And also, when you pick one thing, really commit to it. And you don't need to commit to a thousand things. Start with one thing. Because we ADHDs often have the tendencies, the tendency of we want to start with a thousand things and then we do nothing at all. And this is really crucial not only when it comes to, for example, growing a business yeah, or as a working professional to stick to one thing over an extended period of time. Because, and also if because it's really hard sometimes to resist this shiny object syndrome. We see like something, another business opportunity we can follow. Or in regards to habits like, oh, exercise is actually cool, but I can do some. I can do something else. I will stop with going to the gym. I will do now, let's say, um, kickboxing. Yeah. But the point is then we will never get the long-term rewards because the point is why we should stick for an extended period of time to one habit or to one thing is it will compound the benefits will compound it's like the compounding effect if you invest in stocks the same applies to our habits and the cool thing is it really increases the benefits increases exponentially yeah in the beginning it might be hard but the payoff later on is really really huge so maybe give it a try and you will always it, it, it is existing many, many different strategies also to make, if you stick to one thing, to make that more attractive for you. Uh, so, uh, for example, if you work with gamification, yeah, because then we can stick to the actual thing and always get this novelty. And that's what our ADHD brains need. That's the reason why we shift so many times to different hobbies, to different opportunities for business, whatever. But sticking to one thing, yeah, can work if we work, for example, with gamification, because we get then the novelty, we get the challenge. That's exactly what our ADHD brain needs. All right, guys. So start small, pick one thing, commit to it and make necessary changes as you progress. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and see you in the next episode. Bye bye.